All right, welcome back to Problem Solver Politics. I am your host, Cardinellis, with Cody the Oracle. Hey, everybody. And, oh, I don't know if it is chaos, insanity, craziness, but all kinds of wild, all right, is probably going to happen tonight in Nevada. Both the good kind of wild, as we understand, Tom Steyer has trucked in TLC to do a show for him. Talk about No Scrubs with Tom Steyer. Rock on. And also, based on what happened last year, we're going to show you some videos of what was the Nevada convention last year. I mean, they had to call in the cops. The state convention chair was literally like fled the building the whole nine yards. And it was one of the more dramatic, pretty much as bad as Iowa. And now we're on the heels of Iowa events out there. Um, we don't know whether uh, the whole thing is just going to blow up and explode or if maybe the DNC will have somehow managed to pull its act together. But I, for one, do not have a lot of hope. So, Cody, please tell us what is going on. Um, OK, well, I guess it would be a good time to talk a little bit about the kind of um, I feel like every time we take a stop at another one of the states on this 2020 cycle, we have to do a little mini history lesson yeah. about how they had to change the rules because of how they screwed Bernie over in 2016. So let's do a little history lesson on how they had to change the rules in Nevada because they screwed Bernie over in 2016. <laughs> so um, a lot of you guys might remember this. Some of you guys might not. So uh, there is a state convention after the caucuses. Uh, the state convention in Nevada, I believe, happens around May 2016, happened in May 15 or, or in May, I believe same for 2020, it's going to happen in early May. Now, in 2016, uh, they would, similar to Iowa, they would have delegates distributed based on all the various different caucus locations, but then mm -hmm. they would also have different unpledged delegates, and at the convention, they would pledge those two various candidates. 2016, what do you know, Bernie, I mean, Hillary Clinton was the big winner in the unpledged delegates, and um, there was demands for recounts. Like I said, we'll play some video clips and show you guys just how uh, crazy things got, and how as a result, they've changed the rules, so this hopefully won't happen again when we get to the the convention in a couple months um the way i understand it works now those delegates that were just kind of at large apparently in 2016 will now be distributed based on your performance <laughs> tonight so i mean it makes the performance tonight way more important than it was well four there's years a lot ago of for all the candidates running tonight for the, the democratic nomination well that that's kind of what they say but also i don't know how much i believe them because they kind of said the exact same thing that they were changing the delegates at large aka the super delegates uh rules for the national convention and then they ended up not changing well, them they're they putting them in their back pocket saying oh in case of a brokered convention yeah but which actually it, like i said the more i think about it though while i don't like that they're doing it in 2020 specifically to screw over one candidate overall by and large i actually like that idea I do think okay. the DNC should have the right to say, look, if 50 people run for president and the person with the most percentage of the votes has 19% of the vote, we should be able to say, hold on a minute here, guys. You 19% didn't just pick the party, right? So yeah. I do. But however, if it's Bernie as 42 and they're like not good enough, that's one thing. But I want to just video clips to get back to just a little bit what we're talking about because things got really, really bad and out of hand. This was probably the most famous clip I'll show you guys here from the event and probably one of my... This was one of the, the, the things that kind of highlights what this it is was like. This is like when Viragosa had his voice yeah. count. Well, not, not even that as much as it's yeah. just, it's just, this is what they've had to move to get rid of. And this is how we're going to see something hopefully different tonight. So check this video clip out really quickly. This was um, at the convention. They were trying to figure out who these delegates are going to go to. So uh, Roberta Lane, who I believe was the head of the Nevada Democrats, yep. she went up and made this uh, proclamation. Yes, we 
I'm sorry. It's a bit of uh, it's <laughs> followed by just a series of profanity after that. But but that is what we saw with a bunch of confusion and a bunch of uh, I guess profanity and swearing of what yeah. did we just witness right here? And we'll go through and we'll explain a little bit more about what happened. So uh, I like how this this, this was uh, the real clear politics one. They had to kind of update it as it was coming up. So uh, the situation. Oh, put on the screen for you guys. The situation escalated out of control when Roberta Lange, the chairwoman of the Nevada, of the Nevada State Dems and a member of the National DNC Executive Committee, subjectively called the results of a voice vote, which is what you heard in that clip. Yeah. Uh, joined the meeting using a gavel and left, according to a Democratic Here, pause Party a second, spokesperson. Cody, well, by what? a voice vote, she literally means those in favor say aye. Those against it, we're concluded. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, that's what we saw. But what I thought was hilarious was this article was written in 2016. I love how they go on to defend Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who we've now found out is the person who lost their job over all this nonsense that went on in 2016. So it goes to show just, you She how lost much her job was, just it, in time to go work officially for the Clinton can, can, campaign. Well, I mean, but like she was unofficially working from the first part. I mean, yeah. they go through and just mention that there was... It, it was a night of madness. So, as we said, in order to avoid, hopefully, another night of madness... Um, like this. I want to see if I can find the one video. There actually is on this live stream the infamous Sanders supporter throwing the chair, which was, was epic. It was closer to we picked it up and put it down. Um, however, it, there was a lot of screaming, a lot of fighting. I'm trying to see, trying to get. Um, well, the cops well, had to be called in. Here was the last thing that happened. What what happened was was this, as far as I understand it. Um, Sanders supporters weren't going to leave because what you just saw is basically how the thing wrapped up. Other people came on stage. Eventually, uh, a guy that came up with this equipment, the guy that is speaking is not a member of the DNC. He's the head of security for the hotel. He says he is uh, something, but the election process, and please leave, it is not safe here. And it's by it's not safe here, I expect he means all those sheriffs at the front of the room. They're asking us to leave the private room at this time. This should be national news. That was, oh, sorry, that was a quote from the live stream. From what I understood actually happened was basically... Because of all the nonsense and fighting that happened, the convention went way past the scheduled time limit. The security just left because they weren't being paid anymore. They're like, I was here for a five-hour gig. I'm here nine hours. I'm leaving. Yeah. So eventually, police had to come in, and then the, the hotel was saying, get these people out of here. They've overbooked. We don't want to like, get these people out. So it was chaos. Again, that isn't what's happening tonight. Tonight, what's happening is the actual caucus itself. However... What makes it more impactful is because in 2016, we saw there were some shenanigans that got to happen at the convention. As far as I understand the rule changes, not anymore. The vote tonight's the vote that stands. Now, there isn't one more wrinkle to this election. We'll the get vote tonight that's not on a paper ballot, nor is getting called cool. in, but is on a web-based iPad by volunteers who've probably never used an iPad in a scenario that is politically charged and like... Full of a bunch of burning bros who remember how they got screwed last time around and angry that they're going to get screwed again. I don't know, man. Well, that that is a great point. Is they, like the, you, you saw what happened. The the, the the you know atmosphere in the room. People don't just forget about that. If there isn't again, that was the convention, not the caucuses tonight. I do want to be clear on that. Tonight we're going to see just the regular caucus thing. We're not going to see the convention. But I'm assuming a lot of the people that are at the convention are going to be out caucusing tonight, and they're going to remember what happened four years ago, right? And they are going to be rightly so sensitive to it happening again, especially because we've done a couple of videos talking about this. But this CNN uh, quote got a pretty good excerpt, and they said this. Um, they said, Chris Erb, who will be a precinct chair Saturday, describes the final day of training to CNN as a complete waste of time. The training on the iPad was awful. Tiny little screenshots projected way too small to read. No accompanying handouts so you could actually see what was being projected. And no hands-on time with the iPads. 
So basically, there was no training. The reason why I talked about this a little bit in a previous video, really quickly, the reason why we're talking about the iPads and why they need training on it, originally, they paid the same company who made the voting app in Iowa to make their app. Shadowing. So they had to scrap the whole thing. Because like we're not Iowa's not happening to us. Now, ironically enough, by scrapping the whole thing, something different but equally awful might happen in Nevada. Uh, however, it won't be the same problem they had in, in Iowa. But it does seem some people are. And again, this is going up. They say that uh, some volunteers involved in the caucus process have expressed frustration about the party's training and angst about Saturday's proceedings, including whether there'll be enough translators at each site to handle the possible influx of non-English speakers. I mean, there is so many things that can go wrong, especially, hey, if the DNC doesn't know they can't screw them at the convention, so they have to do it tonight. There's a lot of ways they could, you know, hey, oops, things went wrong again. I guess it'll be just a, you know, a split vote. But one more thing. I don't have pulled up in front of me. I do want to say just my little prediction for tonight. I don't think it'll be as bad as we've seen in the past for one really big reason, and that is because the recent polls coming out of Nevada have Sanders with like a 15-point lead. Like, like yeah. It looks like he will dominate so well in Nevada, he won't have to worry about this stuff. But at the same time, it wasn't that long ago, last election, we saw a lot of madness happen tonight. Yeah, in Nevada. And... See, I, I, I'm a little bit worried about phrases like that. Like, oh, well, he's so far ahead that you won't have to worry about it. I, I think we need a system that's so concise and good and honest and transparent that you can trust a margin of victory that's even slight. You know, I mean, there's a reason why a buzzer beater shot in the NBA is so exciting because we all know the rules and we all know that in the NBA, that clock is right, that the referees are counting and they're referencing it, that there's a professional behind the timer. And that if that player comes and he gets up there and he releases that we can actually even to the frame and to the second, we can see if that player released the ball in time for it to be considered a buzzer beater shot. So literally by a margin of one tenth of a second, we are confident in the results of an NBA game because we've got a system down. You know what the irony to that is, though? What? Do you know where the Do you know where there is subjectiveness to the results in an NBA game? Uh, Various foul calls throughout the game. People well, still say that they rigged series for the Lakers, but I'm saying, isn't that kind of similar a little bit to what we see in these elections, too? Like, yeah, sure, they won't rig the final count, Maybe there'll just be a lot of confusion. Maybe there'll be a lot of interesting coin tosses. Yeah, that but decide I, I, all things. I'm trying to say it, though is that, like, uh, well, maybe we'll see this stuff. No, I agree with you. I'm just saying I think it's a really apt analogy because, yeah, at yeah, the like last show second, that coin toss. Yeah, like nobody second, has they're faith They're not going to come in and change the complete results, right? But they might just do things like this throughout. They might just be shoddy officiating. I don't even know what he's what he's flipping here at this point. I mean, he he flips it over multiple times in his hand and then reads it. It's from Iowa, by the way. So this is how Pete Buttigieg won. By the way, I think it's like still 0.5% difference between Buttigieg and, uh, and Sanders. Yeah, it was less than one. This is how he was winning some of these delegates. <laughs> yeah. Like, like my point exactly. You see, though? Yeah, they don't do it by having like the, the buzzer beater not count. They just do it by having bony, bo bogus foul calls throughout the game. Like yeah. And, and also, here's the other thing I worry about is you and I have gone to Nevada. We know what the Nevada Democrat conventions look like. Okay. Um, and yes, caucuses are technically different than conventions and the first in the West rally is different, but it's a lot of the same players, a lot of the same operatives, a lot of the same well, culture the same party. Yeah. The, yeah, same the exact same party, the whole nine yards. There's not a huge difference. Obviously conventions are going to be a little bit more raucous than just like, you know, your regular rallies that are kind of just like, 
you know, like like cheer events in high school practically. But I mean, even we we were even seeing some. It was friendly, but a lot of like dueling chants and a lot of you know it was competitive. Yeah. And now it's but, but voting see, day. If the rally we went to, the first in the West rally we went into, was that potentially crazy, and it wasn't even it wasn't attached to any official votes. Just imagine how much of a powder keg. Whoa. Those guys Look at, who are coming on the heels of having been screwed both nationally and by the state. It'd be one thing if you're coming from a state where it's like, well, look, Bernie won our state. He got screwed nationally, but hey, we run things well here. You know, you would be incentivized to be behaving much better. But if you're walking into the Nevada convention, you're like, last year, the National Party screwed my guy. Last year, the Nevada State Party and that woman, Roberta Lang, that had to quit. And then, oh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz quit. But look, this new person, he's no better. And guess what? Tom Perez is changing all the rules so that Michael Bloomberg could come in and steamroll Bernie. I, I mean, that literally is a pamphlet written in 19... 1952 Cuba. You know what I'm saying? As an excuse to start the revolution. You know what I'm saying? Well, but hold on a like, minute. Like I said, they've completely changed the nominating process yeah, yeah. of the party and fired people. It's not like just nothing happened. Like the, Oh, they fired people. They fired they, Desi, Debbie Washington Schultz like, so that she could get picked but, up within 24 hours by the Hillary Clinton com campaign. The, the, the state convention that happens a month and a half from now isn't going to hopefully be like it was in 2016 because the rules have been changed. It's not perfect, but, but see, something that, was done. You, you are projecting an air and a thought process of honesty upon the DNC that they have not proven worthy well, I'm just saying of they've, deserving. They've paid some cost for this and some things have changed. What's the cost the DNC has paid for screwing Bernie Sanders in 2016? They lost the election and people lost their jobs. Okay, well, I don't know any DNC person that actually lost their jobs. Yes, they did lose the election. That... that, that that's about it. And yes, you're right, elections have consequences and now they're pissed. But... You know what they lost? Bernie Sanders is probably going to win their primary if they don't screw him again. That's what they lost. They lost the party. One last thing, though. I want okay. to talk about one last thing. And that is that Nevada does have... I, mean, I just I couldn't find space for a full video on this, but I have to talk about this. Yeah, it's Tom cool. Steyer actually had TLC performing live at his rally last night before the, um, before the, the caucusing tonight. And uh, hopefully I can play this without them uh, copywriting me because, man, I want to play this. That's pretty cool. Tom Steyer actually had Taylor Swift performing at a rally. But like, <laughs> th th this is the, the third state out of 50 that's doing this Democratic processing. Now, it is Nevada. It is Vegas. But, dude, this is... it. I, I think this is when things are going to start getting crazy. We saw Iowa be a madhouse. We saw New Hampshire go very smooth. We saw it kind of winnow the field a bit. It's the only time winnow is ever brought up, by the way, is in yeah. reference to Iowa and New Hampshire. But we've seen the field, the field definitely shrink. I, I love all these farming analogies that start coming out yeah. whenever people are writing articles about but the Midwestern states. It looks like this is where the actual election is starting to heat up. Because I don't think anyone thinks it's actually a two-horse race between Buttigieg and, and Sanders, right? No one's really looking at the results now. Like, like that's what's going to happen. But this is when things start heating up, man. And hopefully we don't have sheriffs forcing people out of a Paris ballroom in a month and a half because they couldn't get the results correctly. Hopefully tonight we don't have, like, at Iowa, people at midnight 
later, still in polling booths, trying to figure out well, not, at caucus sites, trying to figure out what happened. But I don't know, man. It's we it, election season's definitely heating up, and it's it's looking to get exciting. So hopefully tonight goes over without a hitch. We just get a there is. I, I mean, predict I, I violence wanna, and arrests. See, I don't want to be the I don't want to be the too optimistic, but. I think we could just have one candidate, it being Bernie Sanders, just kind of comfortably win enough where we don't have what we saw last year happen where it's so close. And by the way, again, like I said, they changed the rules so we won't have the convention nonsense. But I'm hoping we don't get what happened last year, I mean last week in, uh, or two weeks ago, oh, forgive me, in yeah. Iowa where people don't know what's going on. People are leaving. Oh, one last thing. Um I can guarantee you there will be no coin flipping in Vegas or Nevada. <laughs> However, they have their own way of, of breaking ties. Now, I believe this as far as I know. I'm doing one last triple check, but yeah, this is this is how they do it. So In Iowa, these situations were handled with a coin toss. In Nevada, they are handled with a card game. Is this real? It's not like a card game. It's high card. The state party provides each caucus site with a new unopened deck of cards. In the event of a tie, jokers and instructional cards are removed, and the deck should be shuffled by a precinct chair or site lead at least seven times before use. Oh, this is so Nevada. I love this. This is awesome. According to a memo released by the Nevada Democratic Party, a high card determines the winner, and aces are high, the memo says. And, and then according to one person in this Twitter thread, they actually have a picture. They said this is from 2016 um, in Reno where uh, Hillary. Wow. It's almost like that really wow. is Vegas. When you get a jack and you're feeling pretty good and the house just flips over a king. It's like, wow, man, where did that come from? Oh, when you're Hillary Clinton, it's surprising what happens, right? Uh, holy cow, man. Dude, that right there is epic and you know how i say i love the bloomberg presidency because now the mask is off like it would just be like a bloomberg faced card like they won't even hide it just like yeah sorry dude there's there's five aces and they all have michael bloomberg's face on him in the deck and he has all five no i just like it that nevada said that they're like they're just completely embracing we're the gambling state you know what i'm saying we're not even trying to hide it with shows anymore you know what I'm saying? Just, 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 we're just completely embracing it. It's now 110% part of our politics. You know, actually, I really like that. I just love it when the mask comes off and you see things the, for what they better are. Better than the coin flip. What do you mean the mask comes? Off? Actually, Vegas. I don't think I don't I don't think any I don't think anything beats the coin flip if it's allowed to touch the floor like, like in an area NFL where one? everybody can see. Yeah, like like Super Bowl coin toss. So you flip it up. You, heads, heads, tails. You flip it up. You stand back. Yeah. It, there, the camera zooms in. No one even no one even touches the coin physically. The camera just pans in. It's heads. Okay. Yeah. There, there's nothing that beats the coin toss because here's the other thing: if you have a precinct chair that's a good cheater at cards, which is probably not hard to find you in Vegas, you can have rigged weighted coins. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. Fine. But then that's where the referees and their We're referees are volunteers, man. Okay. Well, that you could always volunteer going to pick up this coin. Hold on a minute, man. There's a. There's a half gram, a uh, half gram more weight in the face than on the tails on a normal. Like, dude, if someone just pulled out a rigged half dollar, I guarantee you, at none of these sites would anyone say, "Hold on a minute, that's a, that's a." That's hey, what a about flipping? Coin. A, what about flipping a football? So it's laces or blanks. Would yeah. you ever do that when you played football in 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 high school? Not high school, in uh, elementary school. I would. That is not. We would fair. spin the football. It's not fair. And if it was laces yeah. high. Or uh, we wouldn't say, call it blanks, but where it's uh, where there was no laces on the other side of. I think the best way of doing it would probably be, honestly, I don't even know. I honestly don't know what is the most objectively fair tiebreaker. Because as a as a sports fan, I would be furious if my team 
missed out on the playoffs or had to play a harder playoff draw because they lost a coin toss. Like, what? Yeah, but that happens all the time. No, it doesn't. Most leagues go out of their way to avoid that coin toss is deciding anything. Coin tosses like will decide high school playoff brackets, and even yeah. that's bush league for high school would have a coin toss yeah. decided. Like, generally speaking, they try to have everything not come down to chance because it is so hard to prove it actually was chance and there was no involvement by now. It's so hard. Even with even in this, you get images like this where it's like you think the Jack's good enough and Hillary comes down with the king on top and wins like yeah. where it just how do you ever feel like that was a hundred percent fair or a hundred percent random? People always feel like it isn't. I don't know what the one is. I really don't. I mean you could do what they used to do for a gambling Right? Like, yeah, pick a number and we'll see how many people attended the horse races or oh, the, the total haul or whatever. But, like, even yeah. then, I, there's, I, I don't know of any way where I would be like, rolling a dice, you can wait dice. There's so many ways, right? It's just, it is tough. I guess uh, you're just, you have more scoundrel cheater friends than I do. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's all those trips to Vegas, Cody. No wonder you're so excited to go to First in the West. No, I'm just kidding. So, anyway, let us know what you guys think. Um, if anybody of you got, if any of you guys are actually going to be participating in uh, the Nevada process, hey, make sure you comment below. Let us know what um, what's going on. Uh, you can also make sure that you uh, send us a quick message on Twitter at PSP Radio One. Follow us on Instagram at Problem Solver Politics, and if you can, make sure you join the channel. It's a really inexpensive way to keep these videos coming. This is Problem Solver Politics. We'll see you guys in the next video.